everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Comment Section. Yes, today is a day that we've been basically waiting for all year. Yes. In basically, when you look at 2018, this is our biggest episode for this show, probably. Probably. I don't see it getting any bigger. And guys, I'm warning you. This is... <laughs> we this are going to go into Avengers Infinity War with full spoilers. That's right. So... I'm giving you this one last chance. Trust us. This movie can be easily spoiled. All right? Are you ready? Because this is it. Last chance. We're going to do it. I swear to God we're going to spoil it for you. Ready? You have five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Everybody died. Yes. That was a very unison snap. Yes. I'm proud of what we did. I mean, when we look back, because we're also going to do a anniversary show. Yes. Because, for those of you just wondering, oh god, they made it a whole year yeah. doing this show. It's, it's kind of a nice coincidence that around our anniversary, uh, right before the anniversary special, uh, is kind of a culminating event for superhero films yes. that we're going over. Almost culminating this show, because we've been talking about Avengers Infinity yeah. War almost since the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we're going to talk about that, and... Here is some, you know, we always try to do these specials. We always like to talk about our introduction to the characters yep. in the franchise. So, I have four questions to ask you. All right. All right. So, some of them you've already done before, but, you know, for those people joining in for the first time, yep. you can just do, like, a quick summary. You don't have to go into as much yep. detail. But, what was your introduction to Marvel, Marvel movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the Avengers? So, so start with yeah. Marvel just in general. So off the bat, uh, it's kind of fuzzy where whether I got into Marvel through the Spider-Man, like the a the that basically one of the first comic experiences I had was the collection, like the single volume of the first ten Spider-Man comics that I that I had it was one of my introductions to comics period so that's kind of one of my introductions to Marvel around that same time would have been when uh oh, Spider-Man came out Can I just rem remember how cool it was on that Marvel Masterworks uh series how when you look they had on the cover they had the issue but yeah they had like all the characters to the side in the gray right yeah it was like gray border oh, with all awesome. the characters <laughs> I, I man I was just looking for that exact thing and I'm <laughs> Because, yeah, I, I recently moved, and I, there, everything's in boxes, and I'm trying to find it. It's like Woody and Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, like, up all night, just like, yeah. Mom, what if we can't find him? <laughs> I'm sure Spider-Man will be here when we get there. Uh, but I want Spider-Man now. <laughs> and then he was... um. He was in the car, back seat of the car when his parents are driving, and he heard a thud on the on the roof and said, "Mom, could could that be Spider Man?" She said, "No, it's just a dead bird, honey." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, around the same time, so I, my introduction to Marvel <laughs> movies and Marvel in general, around the same time, it was all Spider Man though. It was Spider Man, the first Spider Man movie, the Sam Raimi one, anyway. And the original one, if we don't count the Nicholas Hammond TV shows, because yeah. I did realize listening later, I called someone the wrong name. Oh, really? I accidentally, it, 
it's Nicholas Hammond. I accidentally name dropped a writer from Animaniacs as oh. Spider Man. <laughs> oh, okay. Same thing. <laughs> so he might have been listening, just like, what? I was Spider Man? <laughs> Whoa. I did go to the hospital that one time when yeah, a spider bit me. I had a but... bit of amnesia, but okay. Oh, could that be with that missing 12 hours is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, so that it's kind of the first two answered kind of in one because it's around the same time and I don't remember which came first. But So the next was my introduction to the third question. What was Mar- the Marvel movies. My introduction. So I think you kind yeah, of answered it's that. It's kind of all three. Yes. Right? So, all right. so what was your introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, so I mean, I guess my answer to that is pretty simple. Uh, my introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Iron Man. It's it's in 2008 I saw it in theaters. So, um and then, of course, I had uh, a bit of a, a time period where I wasn't really interested in going to see new superhero films. And we talked a bit about how, like, me going to see Guardians of the Galaxy kind of made me go, whoa, I want to start, uh, like, actually so watching all of these. theaters then? Yeah, I, Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, if, whoa, okay. if, if, if that's what I mean. But, yeah, probably after Iron Man, I kind of didn't keep up for a while until then for many years. But, uh, yeah. Now I'm fully back into it. So, have you gone through all of them yet, or no? I've been doing a lot of catch up since, <laughs> since we, even just since we last uh, converged um, into making a podcast. I've uh, caught up with a few more. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll do my introduction to Marvel was the 1990s Spider-Man animated series that aired on Fox Kids. Um, you know, there, there in my youth, there were two very important times. They're the most important times of the day. One was when Batman was on, the other one Spider-Man was on. Every afternoon, turning it on to Fox Kids and watching Spider-Man and being so excited. And then later when the show ended and we got the sequel spin-off, Spider-Man Unlimited. So yes, Spider-Man, one of of my favorite cartoons of all time is that 90s Spider-Man cartoon. And later, my introduction to Marvel movies, you know, I remember when I first heard they were going to do a Spider-Man movie. I remember thinking, oh yeah, the show's been done. It's been it would be nice to have something new because <laughs> yeah. young me didn't <clears throat> thought that well. Kind of like in about 2001, like when it, I kind of realized the sh- cartoon was done. I was like, well, yeah. it was a good run, but I guess it's <laughs> over now. No more Spider-Man no, ever. No more. I guess <laughs> I guess we'll have to be happy with what I got. Yeah. But then, oh, oh, I need to backtrack. But by, by my introduction, so about so Spider-Man. It aired on Fox Kids. And then later, they aired the show on ABC Family in the morning. And I remember they had this one thing called Spidey Weekend. And it was this amazing weekend where they showed a bunch of the different Spider-Man cartoons. Like, they showed an episode of the 60s show. Spider-Man Amazing Friends from the 80s. The 90s cartoon, Spider-Man Unlimited. I remember I I recorded that morning. Well, day one, because it was a whole thing. And there was an episode that I had seen before and I remembered. And, in fact, I have, like, two recordings of that episode. One from ABC Family, the other from Fox Kids. Oh, really? <laughs> and there's, it's an episode where Spider-Man is wondering, is he a mutant? And so he goes to, to find this other group of heroes called the X-Men. And I watched it, and I'm just like, you know what? I really like these X-Men characters, especially the guy in the yellow suit with the claws. (laughs) So then I knew that they kept advertising like X-Men would air right before Spider-Man. And then like the next morning, I woke up early and watched them back to back. And then it was, 
really, that those when I went past Spider-Man, I think like I went from just Spider-Man fan to Marvel fan. Then that led to uh, the Incredible Hulk and the Fantastic Four, and it was just like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> yes, this, this is rediscovering this whole universe, and it came at, like right at the right time, like. It started, like, right before the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie came out. Yeah. So, once it felt like I was being prepared for what the next, well, yeah. uh, few, the next decade would bring. Yes. <laughs> so, my introduction to the Marvel movies, as I said, I found out, I heard people talking about they were going to do another Spider-Man movie. And when I first heard about it, I thought it was just going to be, like an animated movie of the 90s cartoon. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to... You can't think of Spider-Man any other way. Exactly. I didn't (laughs) know we were going to get, like... I remember being little and watching the Tim Burton Batman movies and seeing ads for the Christopher Reeve Superman movies because back in our day, we didn't have internet, so if it wasn't at the store, you couldn't get it. Well, we didn't have internet in the same capacity. Yeah, it it wasn't like it is today. Yeah, you couldn't just... Uh, be me and just go, well, everything is on the internet, so yes. I don't need to do it. It, it. That's all I can rely it w- on. It wasn't like you can just go to iTunes and yeah. rent it. So well, I would see the ads for the Superman movie and just like, one day, if they ever put it back out, which I guess it never went out of print. It's just the store I would go to never had it. But I remember thinking, man, it'd be so cool they did a Spider-Man movie like this. Then I found out that they were going to do it. And I don't know if I've ever told I actually had the whole Spider-Man movie spoiled for me. Really? How is that possible, you may ask? Well, I am wondering that. There was this book. In fact, if I had, if we had the camera going, I, I might bring it out. It was called The Adventures of Spider-Man. And it's a book where he... I think it's the same cover that they had in the video game, where it's the eye. Oh, yeah. Had yeah. that. And inside, there were pictures of this new movie. So that's how I saw... Tobey Maguire for the first time as Peter Parker and just looking like holy crap look at that Spider-Man suit it's real yeah and wondering like who's this green guy because for some reason Green Goblin never stood out to me for some reason like I remember Lizard and Doc Ock and Venom it wasn't until I went back later and rewatched I just like oh oh, yeah that guy (laughs) so um I bought this book and I remember just reading it thinking okay here we go he's here's the origin story and then here's he is defeating the Green Goblin. And then I go see the movie. I'm just like, wait, this is the book I read. Because it was oh. the junior novelization. Oh, you read the junior novelization I of, of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Wow. And I don't know if I just saw it late or saw they published it early, but... Wow. Wow. Well, wow. You know what was also cool? I had this book called Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Because on the back, they would list all the other books. You'd get the story picture book for you people who just were just like, I want to see all the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I had this one called Adventures of Spider-Man, which was like new stories. So there's like, uh, if, if you guys want to like go on eBay or something and try and find it, there's like one more way to visit the Tobey Maguire universe. Nice. So what was my introduction to? Well, the Avengers for me came first. So my first Avenger introduction would probably have to be... The Hulk, because I would wa- I watched uh, on ABC Family. They had the Hulk cartoon for a little bit, and then I remember Captain America was on the Spider-Man cartoon, and I thought it was really cool about how he was this character. He's like from another time, and because in the show they didn't do the that he was frozen for seventy years. They had it where he was like again time vortex and he got released. Yeah. And then I think the first story I ever saw of the... And then Iron Man was in the show, too, in an episode with Venom. 
And the first time I think I saw an Avengers story thing. Where for me, it's just like, you, Avengers is basically Cap, Iron Man, everyone else, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like Justice League is Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and then it's kind of just anyone else. So you're basically saying... If you do, if you do, if you do Justice League, you have to have those three. Yeah. The others can kind of be a different In- interchangeable. So with you think with Avengers, you have to have Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. So I remember watch, and they had this episode called Secret Wars, and it's an episode where Spider Man goes to this other planet, and all the villains are there from Doctor Octopus to Red Skull to Doctor Doom. So he has to. Um, get this team with him. So he chooses Captain America, Iron Man, uh, the Fantastic Four, Storm from the X-Men. Uh, I wish they would have had Wolverine too, but at least they got my second favorite X-Men character. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they couldn't have the Hulk because of contracts. They were with UPN, so they had the Lizard in his place. Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. <laughs> and I just remember watching just like, oh, man. And that, that I look back at that as my basically my first Avengers story. Yeah. And my first Avengers comic was one I got from a library. I, I, not the one I first bought, the one I first read. And I didn't get it because it was Avengers. Because I think we, sometimes you take for granted about stuff that was going on when you were younger. Yeah. And when I was getting into comics, they did this new thing called the New Avengers. That's what it was called, the New Avengers. I remember that. Type. It was by Brian Michael Bendis, the guy who did Ultimate Spider-Man. And I was I always mean to ask you this. Remember you said in one episode, like after the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, like almost every kid had like a Spider-Man birthday party. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Did you have a Spider-Man birthday party? I don't think so. Oh, I mean, I I don't. really liked Spider-Man, and uh, but I don't think I did. Anyway. To, to get, I promise you this, if you didn't, if, you, like, your cake and your stuff, like hats and st- decorations, yeah. if it wasn't from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, I promise you it was from Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. From that comic book. Yeah. So, yeah, those were the, those if were you ever, ones. if you ever, like, see, like, an old picture, type in Ultimate Spider-Man or Mark Bagley Spider-Man, I promise you that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So... Where did we go? Oh, so he, this guy who did Amazing Now with Spider-Man was going to restart the Avengers. And he had Cap and Iron Man. He had a few lesser-known characters. And they made a decision. They decided, you know what? The Avengers are, are Justice League. Why are we not having our big two in there? So right. the new Avengers was <laughs> when we had the addition that fully decided to go through and Wolverine and Spider-Man became <laughs> Avengers. That's and amazing. I bought it. I, I I borrowed it from the library because it had Spider-Man and Wolverine and Cap. <laughs> and that was the first yeah. Avengers comic. And then later, the first one I bought, it's a toss-up between these two. One was called Young Avengers, and it has nothing to do with the normal characters, but they guest starred in there. Oh, so okay. there was Cap, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Wolverine. And later in the J. Michael Staczynski, J.M.S. run, you know, I don't want to mispronounce his yeah. name. Um, the guy who I talked about did one of the best runs of Spider-Man where Peter Park was a high school teacher and Aunt May found out he was Spider-Man and it was about him kind of working on his marriage. He was married Jane. What happened was Aunt May's house was destroyed. And so they did like, I think it was like three years of where Spider-Man lived in Avengers Tower. So really? it became like a spider. It became like an Avengers comic, but with Spider-Man as the lead. Oh, so wow. when I would, I was subscribed to it. So 
when I got that, I, I got like I got Wolverine and Captain America. I'm just like, oh, amazing, amazing. My introduction to MCU is kind of interesting because, oh yeah, Marvel movies. It was Sam Raimi Spider Man, and then after the X Men cartoon, I got into the X Men movies. So there you go. There you go. I, I, had, to, I had to just throw yeah. it in there. <laughs> yeah. MCU was interesting because I was not interested in the first Iron Man movie because I had read him in the comments like, I don't care. He's, he's whatever. Right. <laughs> Let, I'll just wait for the Hulk movie. Then I went to, then I got talked into seeing Iron Man. I thought it was great. And then, and then while I, years ago, I probably would have just went to Hulk and Cap and just said, let's screw the rest. <laughs> because I went to Iron Man and I really liked it. It made me take a chance on Thor and later Ant-Man and Black Panther and stuff like that. So that was my introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A 10-year journey and it's all been leading up to this. All so, to this. And it's out. Yes. Avengers it's, it, Infinity War. It's so War. weird to think about. Like, it's out now. We, we, already, we already have seen the, the time elapse that makes up the movie. Yes. We know it. It's in our brains. Yes. So... Real quick, what are your thoughts on Avengers? Have you have you had the displeasure Age of Ultron? I skipped it. Okay. I rewatched Avengers recently, but I, I I was like, I don't feel like watching. I just haven't been convinced that I need to see Age of Ultron. It's when we look back at the MCU in tw- you know thirty years, we'll be talking about Iron Man, Avengers, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, Civil War and Black Panther. We won't be. We'll try to forget about Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your thoughts on on the previous two Avengers movies? Okay. Well, you can only do the one. Yeah, I, I can guess. only do Avengers. And you haven't seen Winter Soldier. I just saw it. You saw Winter I Soldier. Saw so this is basically the third movie by the Russo brothers. So, what are your thoughts on Winter Soldier and Civil War plus the first Avengers movie? My thought about it is, I can imagine when people were seeing those in like. When they first came out, I didn't have the opportunity of seeing them when they first came out. But to me, it kind of seems like after people basically had their faith totally in Batman films, after because people, of course, really loved Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. We won't talk about anything else. <laughs> we but, won't go past. But, well, but people loved those movies. Yes. So I feel, I almost feel like seeing the, the Russo films, probably they have a similar style in a way like yeah they, they're not as goofy or as um as colorful even i'd say as a lot of the other marvel films so i feel like they kind of are in that same place where if someone was hoping that marvel could do what dc did it's funny saying that now <laughs> but if 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 people were hoping i hope marvel can do what dc did with those films those batman films i think seeing these probably gave a lot of faith. It was like, yes, Marvel did it. And that's kind of what it feels like to me. Because especially watching Winter Soldier, it kind of does feel a little like like that era of Batman films. I don't DC done right. Yeah, yeah, right. Are we doing our top five uh of all uh, superhero time. films of the twenty tens in this episode or is it gonna be I figured we'd do it in the anniversary one. Cause okay well, I figured we'd just yeah. Leave Let's this leave Age yeah. of Ultron. So that I'm is. Not, oh my God! <laughs> this is it's our a, this is our Age of Ultron special. Oh things. my God! I. <laughs> but but watch out for that though in our neck in a, in the next comment up ep- in the next comment section episode. 
I am not able to speak for some reason <laughs> today. In the next Common X section episode, we're going to do our top five superhero films. Uh, so we'll talk about... Of the 2010s. Of the 2010s. Uh, top five superhero films of the 2010s. Stay tuned for that. We'll talk about that more. But yes, I the Russell Brothers films are, are great. That's yes. basically the gist of what I'm saying. So, uh, what are your so, thoughts then? The Avengers is a movie I remember hearing about. I'm thinking, man, it'll be cool, but I don't know if it'll work. And I thought they did a, like a really great job crossing them over. And I'm just, I'm, I just, I'm surprised it worked as well as it did. Like I look and I'm just like, this shouldn't work. This should be like a Transformers crappy movie, and yet it works. Yes. <laughs> and um. Age of Ultron, ugh, it, it, it sucks. It's I rewatched it after we did our list. Yeah, and if we were doing our list today, it would be lower. I would put it below Doctor Strange. Yeah, probably like above Iron Man two, but below Doctor Strange. It's just it, it tried to. I, I always it tried to be way too. It felt like it was just a rehash of what we had before. We had a horrible villain with Ultron who was just way too jokey. It just, it felt like, whenever you, you know, whenever you see comments of people doing, like, um, online about people just being, DC fans being like, this is like Marvel movies suck, and then they list, you know, <laughs> the stereotypes. Yeah. Like, Man of Steel and Dark Knight Rises live up to those DC stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> Age of Ultron is one that kind of lives to those stereotypes. It, it, did, it did, it almost, like, played it, up what marvel films are to a caricature like it's, it, it's almost just like if you if you're not a marvel fan this movie shows you why you're not because yeah. it's just like it's i felt it was too jokey um the villain is awful i just yeah. I, some people like ultron i thought he sucked and it just felt like a rehash trying to be too much of the first movie yeah I mean, and it also didn't help that I knew what was coming out the next year was a movie I've been waiting for for 10 years, so... Yeah. I didn't, like... Winter Soldier... Uh, you know, Cap... Captain America... You know, I used to go back and forth. I think Captain America overall is now my third favorite Marvel character behind Spider-Man Wolverine. Uh, and Hulk would be number four. And I just remember what, going to, to Winter Soldier... I was looking forward to it. And I... Oh... Mommy, to tell you, we'll ask this question later, but I just remember summer 2014 be the most hyped just for <laughs> all this stuff that was coming. A lot of good stuff. I mean, we had, like, especially when you look at what was going on with Marvel movies and DC TV shows, <clears throat> I just remember going to see Winter Soldier, really looking forward to it, because I knew about the storyline about Bucky and all that. Yeah. I just remember going and watching it and just sitting there, and I think it might have been as early as remember where the boat scene where they rest where Cap and um, Black Widow are going down there to rescue some people from Shield. Right, right. I'm just sitting there watching the theme. You know, I I think this could be Dark Knight quality. I think this yeah. is gonna be one of the best yeah superhero movies ever made. Yeah, like it's gonna be like Dark Knight or Spider Man Two. It's that's just a, gonna be up there. That's a good intuition to have it in early in a movie. And I just watch it, and it's just it's amazing. I felt like the Russo brothers again. I felt like they did such a great job yeah. of balancing this big story about how Shield's been overtaken by Hydra, and you had the personal story about. Captain America feels like this guy just out of time. Like mm -hmm. one of his few friends is this old lady who is very. It felt sick very now. personal. It felt and like, then, 
you had the story of him on the run and kind of like losing his faith and you know what he felt was so true 70 years ago and then you had the emotional about him and Bucky and you got that great scene about where Cap is always just like I'm with you till the end and it was just oh my god such a good movie so yes uh, and I remember seeing Winter Soldier and it being my favorite Marvel movie ever yeah and, and yet. then they announced what they were going to do in 2016. Yep. Which I've said Civil War is like the first main event in comics I ever read. And, you know, we were going we to get Cap versus Tony. And it felt like now we could have fun versus, you know, as much as I love the first Avengers movie, it's a little bit like, okay, we're going to put them all together. And this one we get to have fun. Kind of like, you know, Batman Begins. We got him in Batman and Darkman. Now we can have fun with the character. Yeah. And then we were going to have Cap versus Tony, and they announced they were going to have Black Panther, who I really liked in the uh, Ultimate Avengers AMA Direct video films. And then I said to myself, you know, this will be good, but you know what would have made it better that it's impossible? Spider-Man. Could you imagine how <laughs> great that would be to have Spider-Man? Too bad it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And then in February... Um, you know, we heard some rumblings about it, and I was just like, it's not going to happen. It's, there's no way. <laughs> and, and I was just like, it's it's for the best. I think it, it's better to have the property just at Sony. And then we we heard the best thing, which was that Sony was still going to have Spider-Man, but they were going to enter this, and they could share him. And then the, he was he was there in Civil War, and I thought he was the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. He was a great. It was a perfect adaption, I felt. And then, you know, once again, the Russo brothers, I felt, did a great job of balancing the big thing. This was superheroes against each other, but it was also, you know, Cap, once again, kind of feeling like his trust and, like, systems were being betrayed. And it was about, like, you had him having two sides between Bucky and Tony, and then, like, even, like... In Iron Man's performance, Robert Downey's performance, you can, like, see moments of where he's, like, begging Steve, like, I don't want to do this. Like, when he's just like, you're going to come with this album because it's us. And then you had that twist about how Winter Soldier was the guy who killed Tony's parents. And I mentioned Spider-Man, but he was great in that, too. And yeah. then you had the best scene in the MCU, in my opinion, the airport scene. <laughs> yes. And we got, in my opinion, the, my favorite uh, crossover ever would be, was the fight between Cap and Spider-Man. Yeah, that was really That was good. awesome. And then, I I just, it's, those the, what the Russo brothers have done are show everything that I think is great about Marvel. And to anyone who was just like, oh, Marvel's for kitty fil- for kids, man. All they do is crack jokes or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, some of them they do. But hey, look at these two. These are like up there yeah. with the best of the best. Like up there with Dark Knight and Spider-Man 2. And yeah. So. For real. I have this question to ask. Okay. And it's kind of a little bit of a thinker. So we can mm. ask it first and you can answer it maybe at the end. Yeah, okay. The Russo brothers have done a solo movie with Captain America Winter Soldier. Kind of, even though it was with Black Widow, but essentially yeah, a solo it, movie. It felt very personal to Captain America to me. They did a versus movie with Civil War. Yep. They've done a big team up <clears throat> movie. So my question is how different would the DCEU have been if the Russo brothers had been hired in Zack Snyder's place? Right, because they. It's almost when you look done, at their three yep. films, it's it yeah. really lines up. I definitely see that because you know, 
how would Justice League be? How would Man of Steel be? Like that kind of yeah um, aspect. So I mean, you we can think about it now, well, or you can have actually, some time to think about. I it. actually do. Right off the bat, I think I do have an answer because as I was like just saying that it that had this feel to me like it was DC done right now, uh, because of that sort of slight connection I felt towards the. Uh, first two Nolan films. Uh, so I do think that maybe they could have kept that same spirit, but obviously done it right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like pay more respect to what the characters are like in the comics, uh, how they come across, especially Superman. Yeah. Um, and still make a serious movie that, uh, puts the characters in a, a dramatic light. Uh, so yeah, I think it's sort of like one of those things where I wish I could see what that looked like. <laughs> I just I, I don't know how it would go, but if I could snap my yeah, but like Thanos, <laughs> get that reality gem. <laughs> yep. So so I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I just yeah. was thinking about it. I'm just like, I think it would help, but unfortunately, I think no matter what, when you look at the other factors, we still head in the same direction. Of the oh, DCU see. failing, we, you know, the DCU was coming at time, was coming together at a time right after the Dark Knight. Yep. And Warner Brothers basically wanted a DC, basically they wanted the Dark Knight trilogy put into a universe, essentially. True. And you still have it where Man of Steel starts with Christopher Nolan, David S. Goyer not being able to come up with the story for Dark Knight Rises. Some could say they never really did come up with a story. <laughs> <laughs> so, gosh, that that shade made me almost fall off yes. the table. It, it, it begins with them. So, it, it, you have Warner Brothers wanting specifically to be for it to be just like the Dark Knight, and I think the most damaging thing of all was you had Christopher Nolan be producer and be given way too much power. Yeah, to where. There's interviews where David S. Goyer talks about how Warner Brothers wanted to get involved in Man of Steel, but Chris Nolan told him, no, just let them do whatever they want. <laughs> and while I think it, it could have been a little better, I think, unfortunately, we still end up with the same result. Yeah, so you basically think that it really has more to do with a bit higher up than yeah. that. To Okay. Yeah, I can see that. They, I mean, they've kind of been screwed. They've yeah. Got, there's not much that could be done. There's been a lot of bad decisions. You need a lot of change. Yeah. And this and this is coming from someone who liked most of the DCEU movies. Yeah. So, okay. So, I have this question to ask because it's a big... It's a question that we were all wondering. Yep. How were you at avoiding spoilers for this movie? I was at, honestly pretty good. And for the most part, I went in and was... Almost entirely spoil. I would say I was entirely spoiler free, except there was one thing that w I was looking for. Okay, uh, <laughs> so there's like there's this meme that sprouted from the I don't feel so good, and then oh. people edit things to look like they're turning into dust. And I was like, obviously, I didn't even know for sure, but I was like, that's got to be from Infinity War. That's got to be yeah. a reference to Infinity War. And so I went in thinking. Where does that come into play? And 
I actually started thinking so like... So you didn't know it was Spider-Man I had first. no idea, and what I was thinking was, it must be that one major character... I was thinking, one major character <laughs> must die. Well, I thought it was going to be Hawkeye. Yeah, and I was thinking, there must be some major character that dies by being disintegrated by Thanos. And that was kind of my thought. And I started thinking, who would it be? And I even started going <laughs> so far as to think, what, what tone does that sound? Who would say... When they're dying, I don't feel so good. And I was actually thinking maybe a more jokey character like Star-Lord or Iron <laughs> Man. Um, so I was actually thinking it must be like Iron Man who dies and says <laughs> that. But yeah, I actually didn't expect it. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be like everybody. And I yes. didn't expect it to be Spider-Man who has that particular line. So other than that, not total spoiler. I completely avoided spoilers. So I was lucky. Yeah. I made sure to stay off the internet as much as humanly possible. Yep. Basically, I load up my phone because you know I bought. I have a lot of digital comics. Yep. Um, <laughs> if you ever want to know how many digital comics I have, oh, it's a it's a number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say my Marvel one has sixteen ten. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> just your marvel <laughs> just my marvel i have a little less of my d because marvel is where i buy my marvel comics now because i don't really buy the new stuff anymore yeah and the stuff i want is out of print <laughs> <laughs> yeah um oh remind me there's something marvel does i i want to like give a shout out to later that, okay. I, I love that they do I, I hope someday dc does it okay so i was i made sure to stay off and it, i made I found out, this sucks for some fans, I found out, I made sure to post on Facebook, that some idiot at Forbes posted every single spoiler, and I heard that fans were outraged, and even, when you get, there are like critics who post like pictures of like their invite, and it says Thanos demands your silence. They don't want stuff getting out, and this jerk at Forbes, who I hope is banned from ever again at least for Disney, banned by Disney, banned by Warner Brothers, banned by everyone from ever going to it and advanced screen again. There you go. There you go. I hope he's banned forever. Um, it's not even worth bringing up his name because yeah, whatever. it's just stupid. you suck. You suck, jerk. But it's just this stupid. moron posted every single spoiler, so I knew okay, it's it's gonna be impossible now. So just stay off the internet and stuff. Yeah. And I did. I remember to to constantly delete my YouTube app. Because as I've met, as I've said, I've watched trailers over yeah. and over and over. <laughs> and I remember I had something. I, I had the Justice League post credit scene spoiled for me. I was Superman and uh, Flash yeah. running. Then I had, um, I think, I knew that in the trailer where you see Cyborg and Wonder Woman and Flash and Aquaman looking up, it was to Superman. Had that spoiled too. So constantly got to lean it yeah, and reloading. It's tough. But I would say. I luckily avoid spoilers, and it made for my heart to skip yeah. a beat when I saw the Red Skull. Yeah. There. Oh my god. I I haven't even seen the first Avenger, and I like, and I was still like, oh my god, it's the Captain America guy. <laughs> it's Red Skull. <laughs> like, I I I can't imagine for people who are the biggest Captain America fans, I they they probably died. Oh man, <laughs> Captain America: The First Avenger might be well, I'd say Incredible Hulk is number one, but First Avenger, I think, is one of those underrated MCU movies. I think it is so great, and 
I was so excited. Yeah. Because because if he is Captain America's Joker or yeah. Lex Luthor, yeah. so having him. Oh my god. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So should we quick give some initial thoughts on the film? So just just deep out of the bat. So <clears throat> I'll just say first. Remember. Our pre-Infinity War special. Yeah, a lot of things said in that. Yes. I remember um, being like, I don't think I'm going to like this movie. I am nervous. Yeah. And to be honest, the closer it came, the closer I... The more I dreaded seeing this movie. Yeah. I was just like... I remember rewatching Thor right now, just like, this is probably going to be the last time I watch it before everything gets effed up. (laughs) (laughs) And so, it's a little bit like, enjoy this, because there's moments I still wish I could go back to seeing... No, Batman Begins in Dark Knight before Rises. Yeah, you thought it was. You thought it, there was a potential for it to be that movie that just made you it, dread watching yes. any of it. That made you think like, do I even like this? Any <laughs> yes. of this anymore? So <laughs> I can't say I liked the film. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I didn't love it. Like I've I've seen other people say that they love it. It's a yeah. favorite MCU. It's not up there for me. But I mean, look, it's even like this. The, the way it's designed. Like, just my personal taste, I prefer stories like Civil War yeah. or Winter Soldier over, you know, stories like Thanos or, um, in DC, Darkseid. So, yeah. I, I prefer those type of stories. So, no matter I still like the movie. Yeah. I, it's not my top three MCU films. It, I, to be honest, I don't think it's in my top ten. If I were, I think I looked at my list, and it's probably around twelve. But remember... There's 19, so yeah. getting that top 10 keeps getting more difficult. Yeah. So, I like the movie. Some things, I, I found a few issues. Like, man, I wish they could have done this a little bit better. But overall, I thought it was an enjoyable film. Yeah, I would say, for me, I, I think we probably had the exact same amount of disparity between what we expected and what we got. Because you thought you would dislike it, yeah. and you ended up liking it. I thought it would be fine, and I ended up loving it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, it is probably in my top five. Really? Yes. Um, and, yeah, I guess we're give, just giving initial thoughts now, but I just felt like it had the highest emotional impact of any of them to me. And it's not my favorite because just because of that. Like, it's not... There are issues with it as well, but... And I also understand that, like, you know, it's not like they're all actually dead or something, you know? Like, we're still waiting for that part, too. But uh, it was it was fantastic to see. It was, it was just... Uh, too bad um, you couldn't say that Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. so, you know, tradition, basically. We flip our lucky penny. Yep. To see who goes first. Yep. And for those of us who have never listened before, <laughs> yeah. you are always... Tails. Yes. Always. Except for that one time you yeah. chose heads and got it. Yeah, but I'm, I, I didn't feel right about it, even <laughs> though it ended up being a win. You're just like, I made a mistake. Here we go. Oh my god, Penny, where'd it go? Oh my god. Well... It was like that. So I figured what we could do, kind of like what we did with Justice League, which was an ensemble movie. This one, yeah, real ensemble movie. Yeah. So I figured what we could do is we'll go back and forth about the characters. Yes. So you can start with Captain America. Okay, Captain America. Was he in this movie? 
He was. Not as much really? as I would have wanted him to yeah, be. Yeah, that's because <laughs> I was kind of thinking, I was like, he wasn't in it all that much. Right off, the first thing that comes to mind to me, starting starting talking about this film, comes to mind the end. Uh, I thought, one, just this is just a first thought that comes to my head. I really liked that he had the very last line. Uh, and uh, this is kind of something, I saw some speculation on this that is really interesting to me. Because the last thing he said was, oh, God. And um, some people were speculating, uh, is that, like, a reference to, like, Thanos has essentially become God? Because earlier in the film, uh, uh, there's kind of references to, like, you know, once he has all uh, of the stones, he'd essentially become a God. And then at the very end, he's, oh, God. It's, it's. I thought that was kind of an interesting connect, and I don't know if people are reading into it too much, but I I liked that. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, his. Uh, I th- I think that might be reading too much into it. I, I was kind of. I was wondering what you might th- have thought about it because it's sort of just like he's just saying. Oh, I God. mean, it sets it up, but I think. I think it's. I think that in Generally, that scene with Bucky. And yeah. all, I think that's a little overthinking. Generally, I like where they're thinking, yeah. but I think it's a little bit over. I generally think that almost any time people speculate like that, it's reading too much into yes. it. Nothing's that deep. <laughs> like I was just thought that that was an interesting uh, thing I read about it. Even I think that the Roosevelt has heard that to be like crap. That's like, a good oh, idea. Oh, 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 we 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 had that plan the whole time. Yes, that would have to be something they commandeer. <laughs> it was interesting seeing they all had, like there's a lot of different suits. Uh, I did like Captain America's uh, different little, and you know everyone had a different look in this, yeah, which was fine. I think I think it's been a few years since Civil War, at least two. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't as big of a role as in some past ones. Certainly not like uh, certainly not like Civil War. Is it just me? Does this feel? It feels a little more like a a sequel to. Civil War than anything to me. I don't know if yeah. you feel that I way. Mean, Avengers, I mean, Civil War kind of feels like Avengers 3. Yeah. And that being said, here, this is one of the points I actually uh, brought up. Maybe I'm getting too off topic with this, but I felt, I do, I agree that I feel like Civil War feels like an Avengers movie. Like, it's almost like Avengers Civil War more than anything. Yeah. This almost feels more like a Thanos movie. It's yeah. It's Thanos uh Well, the Russo said that they considered Thanos to be the main character of the movie. Yeah, and that makes sense. I, I was thinking that as well. It's like when I was realizing, oh, in almost every scene, it's some different character or group of characters confronting Thanos, meaning that n- not every hero is going to be in every scene, but Thanos is in like every scene. And also, one of the comic series that it's based on is Thanos Infinity Gauntlet, uh, which a Thanos comic series. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, of course, probably putting it Avengers Infinity War as a better marketing. Yes. <laughs> no one, Thanos. Yeah. No one's going to see Thanos in a lot of people. turns out a lot of people saw Avengers yes. Infinity War. So it's doing well for itself. Yeah. It's not going to be the flop. We all thought it was. To, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I have to say about Captain America is a thing about Thanos. So I did, I did a good job. Yes. Yeah. So 
Uh, Captain America, um, his trilogy is my favorite series in the movie, in the MCU. Yep. And I liked a lot of his scenes, and I really thought liked seeing Steve Rogers on the run after Civil War, because now he's considered a criminal. So mm-hmm. that was really cool to see. Almost like um, Banner could be like, hey, Steve, now you know what it's like to be on the run. Yeah. And I liked how we saw that even after what you went through in Civil War, he's still the same character that we've had throughout the films. Like, Civil War didn't change who Steve Rogers is. And, like, I think one scene is about how, like, Cap says, like, when Vision offers to sacrifice himself, like, Cap says, we're not going to trade a life. Yeah. And um, that was really cool to see. Um, Great line was, I am Steve Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, honestly, while I loved his scenes, I... Wish he had had more screen time. Yeah. It just... Now I think I do, because I actually... As soon as you said t- your thoughts about Captain America, I was like, crap. I don't have <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> he was barely in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... I agree. I guess I'll go next. And, of course, it feels like, right, we should go to Iron Man next. Yep. So, yeah, it felt like... One thing, problem I had with this movie was it felt like it was trying to balance and give equal time to all the Avengers, but out of all of them, I felt like Iron Man had the most screen time out of any Avenger. I can see that. And I liked how he still has issues between what happened with, with between him and Steve and how like he even like they're telling him like to call Steve yeah, and he he's struggled like he's struggling. To make that call. And it was also cool to see, you know, Iron Man in a different role, not being a mentor to Spider Man. Like we had yep. it in uh, Civil War, but this time we have like a whole movie of it. We won't count Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really cool to see. And I liked how, this kind of goes back, I like how Cap and Tony were both the leaders of their group. And I felt, yeah. that was because they were kind of co-leaders, because <laughs> you know, Iron Man's a big character, so. yeah, They were both uh, co-leaders, and it did make me think of something, just for the future. What would you think, because we have so many characters now, what would you think if in the future they split up the Avengers and we had an Avengers movie with Cap as leader, another one with and a certain group of characters, and another one, oh. Iron Man as leader, another group of characters? It'd be kind of interesting, and you'd probably be able to um, kind of uh, base those different groups off of kind of different comic runs. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of the comic runs had a different set of heroes, so... There would be an opportunity to do a lot of different types of adaptions with that. Could work. Uh, I I was just saying about, but I kind of feel like I like having them together. Uh, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily vote for that. I mean, but I could work. <laughs> if I had to only see one, it would be the one led by Cap. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I really liked Iron Man. Um, we also could saw more of his relationship with Pepper, uh, which was botched in Homecoming. Um, they totally <laughs> yeah. screwed that up. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good. Yeah, it made it really. Uh, it the, came, the scene it that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, the scene that they uh, had towards the beginning made it the whole thing extra heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Especially because, honestly, if I had to vote who was going to die, I thought Iron Man was going to die. Yes. Did I have? Oh, I guess it's somewhere later. In the... Okay. It, I have some. Yeah. It's hard to remember. This is a long note mm-hmm. list. Yeah, my thoughts were basically like I was basically expecting that Iron Man was going to die. And then there was a part, of course, when he gets like stabbed where I was like, there it is. He He's the one who's going to die. And it turned out not only did 
tons of deaths occur. <laughs> None of them were him. Yes. <laughs> so I guess you can start now with what were your thoughts on the God of Thunder, Thor? Thor. Um. So when I first... So when I saw Infinity War, I actually hadn't seen any of the Thor solo films. <laughs> uh, I've since seen Ragnarok, but I was kind of a little lost on the uh, to all of the story. Just, I thought you had long hair. Yeah, <laughs> I actually was like, I, I actually, <laughs> is that Thor? <laughs> yeah. Where does I go? Yeah, I, I was a little. Did he uh, and Nick Fury hang out too much after and copy him? Yeah. He's... Hey, look at me, Fury. Look what I can do. <laughs> I can aim Yoni with one or two. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he had some great scene. He, I mean, he makes for some of the best action sequences. Yeah, that's one thing I'll definitely say. Uh, because it, on Wakanda, which is just one of the best action sequences in the movie, period, the battle on Waka uh, Wakanda. Uh, he, yeah, him and that what was it him and Groot and uh, Rocket Raccoon. Was, yeah, right? um, that was that was real really one of the most thrilling. I action felt like Wakanda Thor's introduction in Wakanda was like the second best introduction to a character right after like the first time you see steve rogers yeah yeah it was that was that was a highlight to me so i guess that's some of my thoughts on thor so for me thor felt like i really liked thor in the movie and it felt like thor had the most reason to hate thanos and it's why i'm glad they made thor almost defeat him yeah right right i i forgot to bring that part up that and yeah <laughs> I I really liked um him with Gar the Guardians of the Galaxy specifically when it was just him Rocket and Groot mm -hmm. and you know throughout the story we had Thor getting a new weapon which when you think about we have two movies back to back I thought it might have went a little long that storyline yeah but uh, maybe it's a problem with just having those two movies so close together but right as an Ultimate Marvel Comics fan which. Someday, I'm not going to explain it. I'm just going to look it up yourself. <laughs> Ultimate Marvel. Um, to get new readers, Marvel started a new universe with... Was, what would it be like if Spider-Man, X-Men, Avengers, and Fantastic Four started in the year 2000? That's what a lot of the MCU is based on. Yeah. So, it was cool to see Thor's new weapon be an axe, because that's what he had yeah. in the Ultimate comics. And I don't know if I have it in here. Oh, that's safe for later. But, really liked... Um, what happened with Thor? Thor, I, I, I can't say enough how much I liked that they made it seem like Thor was going to defeat Thanos because yeah. he has the most reason to hate to hate him for sure. Well, he did until the end of the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, really enjoyed Thor in the movie. So, next up, is Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. And I'm gonna be honest, I was really disappointed with Hulk. In oh, this actually, movie. that's interesting because I that was the most disappointing character to me uh, as well. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, really, I would say one of my only complaints is I just kind of found the the Hulk suit thing kind of dumb. The Hulkbuster. Yeah. Like it, especially the very. Oh, do you do you know? That suit was made, it's in Age of Ultron, which if you ever want to punish it, you can yeah, just YouTube it. Yeah, haven't seen it. That's a suit Iron Man made for when he had to stop the Hulk. Oh, okay. So it's almost like it goes full circle. Okay, so he he he, re, he made use of that suit again, yes. but it was, this time it was for Bruce Banner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I especially thought the very, very last scene, which we just talked about where it's showing... 
the people who survived just still near Wakanda uh, right before, like, uh, the Oh God we were just referring to. You see Bruce Banner standing there in the big suit looking defeated, and it kind of looks cheesy to me. Yeah. Like, I was just... I was. That's all I could pay attention you, to. It the, might have been better if he had stepped out of the suit. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Is I, I step out of the suit if if it's such it's such a serious moment. And I was all I could look at was just him being goofy and standing in the big suit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, I I loved him at the beginning when Thanos was attacking New Asgard. Oh, that was probably maybe second coolest action yes. sequence is Hulk and Thanos <laughs> yeah. facing off. That was awesome and then i felt a little ripped off that they didn't show up at all the yeah. rest of the movie and it was mean to tease him and just have hulk say no yeah and is this it might be another problem of for me like we have two back-to-back movies and it felt like maybe if we had a three-year gap then it would have felt like a more complete movie to where i I know it's a part it, one. It feels a lot like the part two is super necessary. Yeah. Like, it just, it really felt I like... I almost feel like I can't really give my full thoughts on the yeah, until I see the next one. That's what one. I was thinking. Like, it totally feels like half of a movie. And it, to me, it was an incredible half of a movie <laughs> where it, I still felt pretty complete. But I was actually really surprised when it was over. And even, even though it was like, yeah, over two hours just went by and obviously... Two and a half. Yeah, two and like two hours and twenty nine minutes or something, and it was one as soon as the, the directed by came up and it was actually over, I was kind of like, I guess it makes sense that it's over, but wow, I <laughs> I guess I have to leave now. <laughs> I there's no there's no part two right now. A lot of people <laughs> meant when I was in the theater, some guy mentioned like there's no one getting out of their seat. Like they're just waiting for something yeah. to happen. It, it's well, I think actually that adds to it in a little a little bit to me because it's supposed to be completely disappointing. Yeah, it's supposed to be like that. So, so my last thing on Hulk was that I thought it was cool seeing him in the Hulkbuster suit. You know, just because it was just like, well, this was used to stop him, and now he's gonna use it to his advantage. Yeah. So, next up is one that we've been talking about for a while. Is it the most, probably the most talked about superhero Poss- on this podcast? Possibly. <laughs> so, I I don't know who we want to go first to talk about this. Uh, I mean, you can take it. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Well, guys, we said a lot about Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> in, this sh- in this show, so... We don't need to anymore. That's not the most current form of Spider-Man. I said, and I still feel this way all the time. That whenever you have a bad movie, it makes the previous ones that got the character right more special. And you know what also becomes more special? What does? The redemption of that character. <laughs> and when when we look back at our episodes talking about what's basically the build to Infinity Four, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't. You I didn't I, expect. I was. I can't believe this. You weren't expecting this at all. Well, not perfect. It got the character back on track. I could say I really like Spider-Man in yep. this movie, and I'll go a step further. He was my favorite character in the movie. Yep. And I just I, I can't I can't believe I'm saying these words out loud on this show. <laughs> it's such a relief. <laughs> uh, despite how the Iron Spider suit looks absolutely stupid. Yeah, uh, I would say it's a little too shiny. I feel like shiny things are tough to look good in CGI. Yeah, I would say that out of the live action suits. 
Yeah. Starting with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. This is a, by, by far easily the worst looking one, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, personally, I actually think like sp- how Spider-Man looks in like Civil War is one of the best looking I was, ever. I was of, so happy he had that. We saw him in that suit for a while. Yeah, because like. He actually web swing. It's so colorful and it looks like it's ripped out of a comic book. Yeah. The Iron Spider suit looks like it's CGI in a movie. Yeah, for me, yeah. if I had to rank the costumes, the suits, it would be the first, my favorite one is from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Ironically, because bef- of the ones I liked, it was my least favorite. Kind of like how my favorite Bass is from Batman Returns. Yeah. So, favorite one is from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Then it would be the Sam Raimi Spider-Man one. Then it would be... um. Homecomings, then it will be the black suit from Spider-Man 3. We'll count that, because it's another suit. Yeah, It's another toy to buy. <laughs> I, I do have both. I do have both toys from 2007. Then it would be the first Amazing Spider-Man suit, and then it would the last place would be the Iron Spider yeah. suit. And Guys, I can't believe... Um, and I'll, I'll just say, it feels like it got back to what we had in Civil War, and if I'll, I'll just—it feels like a completely different characters than what we had in Homecoming, and I was so happy that Spider-Man had spider powers again. Yeah, it was so cool seeing him, like web around New York and stuff. Yeah, and I really—I loved his introduction too about him like web. He escapes from the bus and then just starts web swinging. That was really that cool. was awesome. And I liked how he didn't rely on tech. I'm so glad that stupid voice wasn't there—the Karen voice. Oh yeah. And while I would prefer no scenes, <coughs> I'm glad they limited Ned to just a quick bit. And if you're like me, and would just like to assume that Spider-Man Homecoming never happened. <laughs> like, in Spider-Man Homecoming, it says that Avengers was eight years ago. In Infinity War, it says it was six years ago. That's enough contradiction for me to say, it's not canon! <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if you want to ignore it, I liked how... You could almost say that Ned was just an, a random character. That Peter was just like, hey, yeah. can you call... And then he just looks at the thing like, we're all going to die. And I'm so happy they didn't acknowledge that he knows Peter is Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, for me, I think that's, like, the most... The worst decision they made. Because I liked... Re- I rewatched the Sam Raimi trilogy um, this weekend, I did. And I, I think one of the great things is about how he has a secret identity and how it's you know, screws up with, like, Mm -hmm. Mary Jane and Harry and Aunt May, and I'm glad they didn't have it. (laughs) Oh, I don't remember. I posted three things. I posted on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it, that there were three things that would make me give Infinity War standing ovation. Uh, One of them was definitely uh, Ned dies. Yes. I remember that. And I remember just at the end, I'm just like... 50-50. You know what? If they showed him dusting... It would have counted. Yeah. I would have been, yeah. like, I would have been the one person be like, you yeah. got him, Thanos! You <laughs> are the god! That would be so funny to just see everyone's, like, shocked and heartbroken, and you're like, yeah! <laughs> it would be like during, like, you have the dramatic moment, and you're just watching it, and you see my slow stand and go, woo! <laughs> you just pull out a handkerchief. Oh, I thought it would never happen. It's over. He's dead. Yeah. Oh, I can dance on his grave. You know, Justin, just like we flip a coin at the beginning <laughs> yes. of every episode, that is the chance. Yes. You, yeah. Um, the humor I felt came naturally and wasn't overdone or childish. And I loved. We saw in the trailers the um scene where Doctor Strange and Spider Man, where he's like, "I'm P- hey, I'm Peter, by the way." 
and you know, Doctor Strange always oh, made up names. Then I'm Spider Man. <laughs> that's that's really funny. That was part. really cool. That was um one that was one laugh in the trailer, and it was one more laugh than Homecoming ever got I from do, me. I really like the running thing. It seems to be now of basically uh, Spider Man knowing movie references yes i wrote that in here i love how this new edition they made spider-man a cinephile yeah that's so funny <laughs> and they, they, they did that in uh civil war yeah what was that in homecoming yeah no i want them to keep that going on so badly i don't now. think it's gonna be in homecoming i don't think they care about character yeah i want i, I want it to be a running joke i, I loved really it. Do. i thought it was cool yeah and... because especially when iron man was like uh he's seen more movies <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah you know. And I think Tom Holland gave a great performance, and he's he, look, he's done a great performance in all three of his appearances. Yep. But I will still stand by. He gives a better performance when directed by the Russo brothers than John Watts. Yeah. Because I feel like the Russo brothers are telling a story. John Watts only cares about stupid and lame jokes. Yeah. And I also like how Peter felt like he had a responsibility. He even says like, "I can't be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man with no neighborhood." Yeah, I like that. I a lot of things in this made me feel like they're gonna do something different in the next one but i know you probably nope. don't agree Mm-mm. with that nope yeah i they're hope, gonna yeah. i hope everyone from homecoming gets fired after this <laughs> i also like i said i also like the audition of peter being a cinephile where was that in homecoming and look um the iron spider suit was stupid it looked stupid and i thought there was no reason for it there is one only one re- there's two reasons well, I think they might have had that suit. Because when you look at it, there's no reason for him to have that suit. It, but there's two reasons I thought they might have had it. Okay. One would be like, it's a it's a big thing from Civil War. Maybe the Russo brothers felt like, well, we can't really do that for introduction to Spider-Man. So it was like an itch they had and they got scratched. Yeah. The other one, and this is just speculation. What if we have it like, we see in the next movie like... Iron Man was so protective over Peter. That's why he gave him the Iron Spider suit. Even then, he couldn't save him. Yeah, I mean, don't isn't it just possible that they were just trying to think of some way to make him be able to breathe in space? But Iron Man breathes in space without the helmet on. Remember the what, even, yeah? Why? Okay, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but uh, and I, Peter, even when he's out, he doesn't <clears throat> have the mask on. Yeah, sometimes I think that they uh, they seem to rely a whole lot on like I, I mean my thought of like they have them take off the mat. It's probably because you want to see their face so that you yeah. can act with emotions and stuff, right? Uh, that does make me think like they kind of ditched a bit of. And personally, I think that's kind of fine to dit like have some iffy plot points because for the sake of uh, emotion, but. The, it seems like they kind of did do that because, like, I am wondering how were they able to take off their masks and space? Yeah, I don't know. But I just, I hope that's for the reason. Um, but I, I, I can't believe I'm, I, I, I love Spider-Man in this movie. I loved him too. And I knew what would happen. I knew specifically when we ended, when I left the movie, that Spider-Man would be the first thing I thought about. Yeah. So, and every time I think of this movie, the first thought is, Man, they got Spider-Man right again. Yeah. So I have, I have this question, and I even remember being so excited. Like I posted the thing from Spider-Man too. Mm-hmm. So I, I have this question to ask: Which were you more surprised by? My reaction to Spider-Man: Infinity War or Spider-Man: Homecoming? Which one surprised you more? I'm definitely more surprised about your reaction to Infinity War. I mean, yeah, with a character being so important. I can see it being like done wrong and just hating it because of that. 
and then also hearing the history of this podcast and the discussions <laughs> about homecoming i really thought it might have just been ruined for you <laughs> and just the fact that he was like even him not even being a main character just being one of many characters in this movie and that being enough for it to fix it that is surprising but i understand <laughs> because he was also like i don't know maybe him or thor are like my favorites so so th- i have this other question i've been meaning to ask for a while yeah which which of my reactions surprised you more? My reaction to Spider Man Homecoming or think back six years ago to the Dark Knight Rises? I think I, probably back when Dark Knight Rises came out, I w- wouldn't have known that a Batman movie <laughs> could have that negative of a reaction. <laughs> like, I just wouldn't have even thought that that was in the cards. <laughs> so, probably that. So, I did two in a row. So, if you want, you can, you can do two in a row. And I'm so glad we flipped them. Because now you can talk about the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Oh yes. So, uh, you know, we've talked about the Guardians is like practically my favorite uh, friend, my my favorite character franchise, like my favorite part of the MCU. Uh, so I was kind of going in thinking that they are probably going to be like compared to all the other characters, they're probably going to be the comedic relief. They're probably going to be worked in that way somehow, and. Um, that ended up being the case. <laughs> they split. I do like how they split them up. At first, when I it's when that was happening in the movie, I wasn't sure, but it ended up being really cool. I liked Thor's uh, input. He, Thor played very funnily off of them, uh, meeting them. Just the whole bit about uh, Peter Quill being like jealous of Thor was pretty funny to me. But even better was Thor's dynamic with uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot. And I also really liked that because Rocket Raccoon and Groot are like my favorite characters <laughs> in it. And to have them kind of separated and with Thor, uh, who was one of the standout performances, it was just the exact group I wanted <laughs> to see. I'm starting, one thing I'm saying, I'm s- Peter Quill can be a bit obnoxious. Like, yeah. he, and he like, he practically like ruined the whole plan for them yeah. and stuff, where it's just sort of like, in Volume 3, he needs to have... In Guardians Volume 3, he needs to have so much character development. If he goes through another whole movie still acting like a petulant <laughs> child, it's going to get a bit much for me. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like... I want to care about his emotions a bit more. So, But I still think he's a really funny character. But if, with him being sort of the leader, I kind of want him to, him to become a bit more of a leader. So I, I still... I guess I'm having another chance, if you will, for when Guardians Volume 3 comes out. I want to see that grow a little more than it has. But overall, I really liked the Guardians. And I didn't think they'd be in it as much as they were. Uh, they had a, a, some pretty big parts. They yeah. had their own Thanos face-off. Like, a whole scene is pretty intriguing. And also the fact that uh, Gamora's death was one of the ones that seem to be framed in a more emotional way yeah really i feel like uh it was vision gamora and spider-man had the most emotional deaths to me everyone else you know they just yeah drifted off the 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 most dramatic deaths were those three um wait gamora spider-man who else uh vision oh yeah because he had to it was a big sacrifice that he was willing to do and that was pretty dramatic oh i've always you know that's jarvis right but i didn't know yeah, he got put in a robot body in Age of Ultron. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess 
I guess I'll... I'll no, you're more heartbroken. Jarvis? I'll see Age of Ultron uh, vicariously through little explanations like that. Um, yeah, so I guess those are some of my thoughts. Oh, can... so I forgot. Did you have... So I talked a lot about Spider-Man. Did you have anything to add about Spider-Man or... Oh, I mean, yeah, I think you covered a lot of it. He, he was one of my favorite characters. I guess... Um, as I just said, I thought the, those three characters had the biggest emotional impact. One of them is Spider-Man. Spider-Man's death is one of the hardest to watch <laughs> superhero deaths I have ever seen. That that was that was just the I, I think that was that's one of the reasons I like this movie so much because I was like they really made me care. And it's like in a way, are they really all dead? Like no. Yeah, I mean, like, so in a way, you would think that would stunt the emotional impact, but still, that was that was hard to watch. That was, like, if someone has, like, a phobia of sharks, Jaws might be really hard to watch. I think I discovered that I have a phobia of turning into dust. That <laughs> <Yes>. is, <laughs> that is, like, for some Never reason, get creamy. <laughs> it felt so much scarier and heartbreaking to me because of the way they were dying. Like, it wasn't, like, gory or violent or anything, like, uh, but it was, like, gosh that's terrifying and um here's another thing maybe this is another people are reading too much into a thing but another thing is that uh people are thinking that the reason why uh peter parker had uh, a more intense reaction that he was kind of uh, reacting to it before it happened is because of his spidey senses i think that's a little too much because not not to get too technical or everything but usually there's a sound effect when there's spider sense that's true um I was sort because of also Spider Sense could save him. He can't be saved. And an, and another thing that was kind of to me, uh, first of all, I just thought like he's like a kid and he's scared. That's why he's reacting that way. And the other thing is like uh, Star Lord reacted before he poofed. So I, I don't know, but I, that would be a really cool theory if it were true. <laughs> sort of like the last one. Yeah. But I don't know. So. Um... This is back uh, to Guardians. Once again, this is one more question I have. Okay. Um, because like we said, I I can't believe how happy I am with Spider Man <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Um, the biggest plot twist of it anymore in a way. The biggest plot twist that that should be the threatening spoiler at the beginning. If if you were listening to this in the past, yes. that would be the big spoiler. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And since it's we have our anniversary, this is almost like a season finale. To me, that's the way I'm thinking of it. I think this is that. The episode 10 of Unwanted Answers, if we're doing that, and these next two episodes of comment section, this and the next season finale. We're starting season two after this. Yes, after that we start fresh. Yep. Um, Happy? No negativity? Yes. (laughs) And we'll see where we go. (laughs) Guys, did you see that crap trailer for Spider-Man Prom? Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. So one, I just have a question to ask about Spider-Man. And once again, you can be honest in your opinion or whatever. Do you kind of... We've had three movies now. Would you say with the Russo brothers, it feels like a completely different character and that under the Russo brothers, Tom Holland gives a better performance? Like, he's great in all three, but I, I think... The he, only reason I wouldn't say it feels like a completely different character is because of what Tom Holland is doing with it. But I do think that it's a very different world that they're surrounding. Like, it feels like Homecoming takes place in a different universe in a way. Uh, but it, it doesn't... F- necessarily feel like a totally different character to me i mean like you said he doesn't have all the same attributes like the cinephile thing i hope they get more consistent with it but yeah that would have been nice instead of just building legos (laughs) 
All right, so okay, let's talk about Guardians. Yeah, I talked about Guardians. Now you talk about Guardians. Back to Guardians. Okay, so like I've said, guys, Guardians of the Galaxy is not for me. Yeah, and I've seen both movies twice. Um, probably never again. Um, although if I had to watch one, it would be part two. Uh, volume two. Did you say they flip-flop a lot for you? Yeah. So which one are you feeling right now? It's kind of one of those things where it's whatever one I watch is my favorite one. So which one are you feeling right now? I'm almost volume one right now. Okay. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. So, to be honest, I felt like they had way too much screen time in this movie. It's just... I, I almost feel like they should have had the one scene with Thor and then come back come back in the Battle of Wakanda. That, yeah. That's why I felt, and I honestly... One thing, though, Thanos was a villain in the first Guardians. He's kind of a Guardians villain. He was set up that way. I don't way. care about the Guardians yeah, I know, movies. I know. <laughs> a lot of people do. So, so and I'll be, I honestly think I would have liked it a little, the movie a little more than they had smaller roles. And when Thor decided to go out, I was so happy he took Rocket and Groot, because those are my two favorite <laughs> Guardians. And to be honest, I wish Gamora had been with them to shrink the, the uh, other Guardian's screen time. Yeah. And no offense to anyone, but I think I can say, as characters, I don't like Star-Lord or Drax. I really? just I find them annoying. See, personally, I think Drax is really funny, but I'm not a big fan of Star-Lord. I just, um, uh, I was here for an hour. I just, <laughs> <laughs> he, he is a pretty over-the-top comedic relief character. Like, he's kind of... I don't even remember him being that he's, much of a comedic relief character in the say, first one. Didn't they say, because I've rewatched this, so I know I remember a little bit now. Didn't they say, like, he's from a planet where they take everything literal? Yeah, that was, yeah, he doesn't understand. Uh, it seemed like some of his character development is, like, trying to understand joking and yeah. humor, and he's, like, taking it too far. Like, I feel like that's part of the character. Yeah. Is he's, like, trying to understand humor and things not being literal, and he takes it too far sometimes. But I understand because he's a bit much sometimes yeah. with his humor. But I like I like some humor. So, so I don't like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but I think I can say now, I want a Rocket and Groot. I really movie. do because I want it. I have heard there is also a Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot miniseries. Because of that, and because I've heard that that's a good series of comics, I really hope that they make. A Rocket Raccoon and Groot like uh, movie, honestly, that would be awesome to me. And also, I have another pitch. We had Thor Ragnarok with Thor and the Hulk. What if they did Thor four and decide, you know, Thor Ragnarok worked. Let's do a whole trilogy of Thor, you know, and we did a whole movie of Thor plus Rocket and Groot. Yes, I think I think it yes, would work. I, I would do. want that. Yes, like I. I want. You I don't honestly, like the Guardians movie, but I want. You that. honestly have no idea how much I want that because uh, basically I have some feelings about Thor Ragnarok after I've just <laughs> seen it. In that, it's it's in the running for being my favorite. Actually, <laughs> I have a question to ask. Yeah. This is going to be such a weird question, but I I felt this way a little bit when I rewatched Thor Ragnarok. And by the way, I, I Thor Ragnarok and the first Thor flip with me all the time. Yeah. So it's it's. Life is tough sometimes. <laughs> it's tough to make decisions. It really is. Oh, did maybe Thor Rag? And this is a—I mean, this as a compliment. Didn't remind you a little bit of Shrek. I don't know something about it makes me feel a little bit of Shrek. Maybe it's because it's a comedy and they're on kind of like a fairy 
Sales. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about it that it's like this makes you feel like a Shrek. So I like oh. this. Okay. <laughs> wow. I actually I just saw it and I want to rewatch it again really bad. It seems I it, I haven't rewatched it, but it seems very rewatchable to me. It is. But um, I like it. I've watched it twice. I will rewatch them. I like it. The more I watch it, the more I like it. Yeah. Which I say that about. I feel that way a lot about a lot of MCU movies. Yeah. Where are we going? We're we're on Doctor Strange Doctor now. Doctor Strange. Like. Yes. Um. I don't really like. I, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about him. Um. I like seeing him with the other characters. Uh, yeah. He, it was fun. I think he works better there than solo movie. I liked him. It, he was. Fun. Yeah, I was actually. You saying that it works better in that than his, uh, the solo movie is a bit. Uh, I was honestly because I was thinking like he was cool in this movie. Uh, I should maybe I should watch that, but <laughs> maybe he doesn't work for a whole movie. I I mean, it's one of those things where it's like no matter a character like Doctor Strange is not going to excite me like Spider Man or Wolverine it's, or Captain it's America. Like, it's too not superhero-y to me yeah I, I don't know i feel like if you're more into harry potter you'd like him more yeah i guess so because he is a wizard <laughs> yes so i don't have much to say about him either yeah, he's right, dr so strange i don't know you can go on now with black panther black panther i liked how much of this isn't really black panther specifically but i i liked how much of the movie was set uh on wakanda that was really cool, and it, with Black Panther being so recent, or it, the most recent, yes, uh, it well, was it a was. good. Now uh, it's Infinity War. Uh, yeah, 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 I guess okay. I mean the mo the previous. Yes, the uh, I liked how much of it was on Wakanda. It made it a pretty good transition. It made it made it feel really fresh. That I I j- like people had just seen Black Panther. It was a good transition. Uh, yeah, he's he's one of. The, he's up there with one of the better performances to me too. Uh, and um, geez, what's his? Uh, what's what's the name of? Uh, is it his sister? The character? Oh, I forgot God. her name. Is it Shuri? I, I forgot. But I'll um, look it up real quick. I, I'm pretty sure it's Shuri. Because uh, she had a bigger role than I would have expected too. Uh, a lot of she what for a lot. She they felt like she was a breakout character. Really. Um, yeah, I really liked her uh, too. Yeah, because she was good. Uh, Feel like I'm back with my laptop, guys. My laptop passed away. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. We lost a cast member. <laughs> yeah, we lost a cast member, and then in a way, we've also lost many of the other cast members that only exist through the video, like the microphone. Yes. <laughs> you don't get to see the microphone. You no. only get to hear. He's here it. though. Yeah. Right here. Doing his job. We promise. And we're proud of him. Uh, yeah, with so many characters and only seeing the movie once, it's really it's hard. Shuri. Shuri? Oh. I was right. Okay, so that another great character, uh, especially in Infinity War. Uh, with so many characters and only seeing the movie once and so little time to cover every character... It's honestly a little hard to have a lot of standout thoughts about each character, <laughs> yeah. but but Black Panther was a, was a good one. He he did he, it was good. So, what what did you think about Black yeah, Panther? I really liked Black Panther in the movie. Um, wish he would have had a little bit more screen, but it wasn't. I didn't feel like how I felt Captain America. Like, man, they really should have given him some more screen time. Like, you know, yeah, I like it, it was cool to see him. 
I really liked seeing him and Captain America actually fighting alongside each other this time. Yeah. And I, I also liked how it fought, they fought in Wakanda. It was something different than just fighting in another city, like... Right, right. What we had. And it was cool to see, like, some of the other Black Panther supporting characters fighting alongside them. Yeah, so. it, was, it was a really cool setting to have in there. Um, and to have him meet, with him being a more relatively new addition to the MCU, it was cool to see him meet all the other characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great stuff. All right, Ant-Man and Hawkeye. They were they great. They were great in I this movie. Them, and I hope they got a big paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but moving on, we are on to what what the Russo brothers said was the main character, Thanos. Thanos. And I thought that uh, he was a great villain. I'd put him up there with Loki, Red Skull, and Killmonger. And I thought Josh Brolin gave a great performance, and the CGI, I thought, looked really great on him. Yeah, it actually did. And I liked how you can see that, even with his plan about killing half the universe... You can still see that he cares about Gamora, even though he killed her. Like he's, mm-hmm. like you saw maybe like uh, he yeah his tear right yeah he and did. It felt, and he felt a little torn yeah. And uh, once again, I felt like I really liked how he felt like he was doing the right thing. Yeah, that's one and, of the key things about a villain is they think they're right. You know, it's no you think you're evil and that you want to kill people. Yes. Like a real villain, if in the real world, thinks they're doing the right thing. And I liked that probably the, the pro- audience probably wanted to see him, I know I did, wanted to see him just be some heartless monster who doesn't feel love or anything. And the fact that they showed that he does makes him more believable and a more compelling villain. So, he was great. Because, yeah. I, it's like I said earlier, it's essentially Thanos Infinity War. It's yes. a Thanos movie. I, I That's my opinion. I know that, in a way, that's a lot of people's opinion. But, yep. A lot of people, like, like, this is one of those movies that people are, like, really kind of nitpicking plot holes in it, I've noticed. <laughs> like, saying just, like, you know, if you if you really were good and had all of this power, uh, why wouldn't you just, like, you know, create more resources or snap your fingers and do something else? That's boring! <laughs> yeah, that's part of the thing. It's like... If, you don't have a movie if you're, if you're nitpicking plot holes <laughs> that much, you won't enjoy anything. <laughs> and also, he's a bad guy, so, you know... It's just that was just one thing I wanted to address. <laughs> that um, some Marvel person, I don't know if it was the Russo brothers or I, I don't know who it was, but said that the deaths should be treated as real. Yeah, right. I like. Come on, what do you guys. think? Dude, are they just saying that just to hopefully trick people? It's like, you know, it's like Warner Brothers hiding Superman Justice League. It's really like you. Come on, come on, guys. The, obviously, part two, they're all back. Like yes. that's what's gonna happen. Maybe I don't know. My question, though, is do you think that maybe I was thinking if anyone stays dead, it would be like Vision or Gamora? I would say the ones the ones I think for sure are dead are Loki and Vision. Okay. Oh, I forgot about Loki. <laughs> Logically, it makes sense for Gamora to stay dead. It would be tough to but do the, the next same time, Guardians. We never saw a body. Yeah. And no body. Don't count them out. Well, she was like laying at the bottom. Oh, yeah. But, but she's, like, in this weird place, though, where it's almost... Who, yeah, who I, knows if she's really dead? Logically, she should stay dead, I think. But I think she'll be back. Yeah. If, if I... We're, we're calling it now, just like I said, I would I would hate Spider-Man in Infinity War. I'm going to call it now. And I'll pro- I think I'll be right. I think um, you'll see Gamora back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think... I don't think she should be. 
I, but I think she will be. I, I think part of it is just like, would they really? I think I'm pretty sure Gamora is a pretty big Guardians character throughout all of Guardians history and is in almost all of the iterations of it. So, for her to not be in Guardians Volume Three, it's a little weird. I mean, maybe, maybe it would add some character development. I, 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 I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think 100% I hundred percent believe she's gonna be back. I think it's I agree. almost like a. 98-2. Yeah. <laughs> I think I agree. Loki and Vision seem the most likely to yeah. be to stay dead. So, I really liked the opening of the movie, and it picked up right after Thor Ragnarok, you know, the post credit scene. Yeah. And having Thanos defeat everyone and kill Loki showed how dangerous and scary as a villain he is. And we also had Bruce Banner's warning to Stark and Strange also made... Thanos feel more dangerous, and you even said that the movie is based on the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Yep. And that's like a scene from the comics, except instead of Hulk, it's Silver Surfer. I, I personally prefer Hulk in his place, because, you know, yeah. it's a Hulk. And I liked how we saw Tony struggle with if he should call Steve. So I, I, I felt like this opening did a really good job of saying up that Thanos is a dangerous villain and you should be afraid of him. Yeah. No, this was an opening where maybe not to the caliber where you were watching Winter Soldier and thought, well, this might be Dark Knight quality. Maybe not quite there, but I was like, oh, okay, so this is actually going to be really good. (laughs) Like, I was right off the bat, I was kind of sold on it because of that opening scene. So, absolutely. So... Uh, I, I just wanted to say again, um, I thought Spider-Man's intro leave, leaving the bus was cool. And it was really cool to uh, see that Stan Lee cameo. Oh, yeah. And it was nice to actually see him web swing for once with the good-looking suit. <laughs> and I remember that mo- I think it was the moment where you see Spider-Man fighting on Earth with Iron Man and Doctor Strange, where I started to get hope, like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait a minute, guys. This can't be real. Wait a minute, is this... Are they going to do it? Are they going <laughs> to fix him? So, yeah. Did you have anything about Spider-Man's intro? Yeah. Well, it was great. I think I had a similar reaction where I was like, you can't hate this. This is all. He's web swinging. And also, uh, more on that. That's probably one of my favorite Stanley cameos, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was just really funny. I think so. it might be my favorite of the MCU. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen a lot of the pre-MCU ones in a while. So. I think my favorite one overall is probably from the first Amazing Spider-Man where he's the librarian. Oh, yeah. 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 That's... So, yeah. And another cool thing was seeing Wanda and Vision on the run, too, and seeing Vision in human form. And their relationship is something from the comics, and it added more stakes to Vision willing to sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. And once again, it was, it was really cool to see how Cap is still the same character, and he won't <laughs> sacrifice in our life. So, any thoughts about Wanda and Vision and uh, you know, tragedy that befalls? If, if anyone wants to uh, see how much of a fake fan I am, and just uh, that I don't have any cred to be, even be on this podcast... When uh, Vision first showed up, just in like looking like a human, I was actually just like, "Who's that? Guy? <laughs> like, what? who's that guy?" Um, and I couldn't, I completely couldn't remember the name of Scarlet Witch at her like her hero name the whole movie. Like, I couldn't remember. I was like, "Gosh, what's what's she called again?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, they made me care about them eventually, though, even though I barely knew them. Oh, we had the two shocking moments in the movie. 
Only two? No, Only, I, yeah. there were there, there were full. There were two big ones. Red Skull yes, was one Red of them. Red Skull and hey guys, see recasting can work. They yeah. Recast Red Skull. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. I, I didn't know either. Yeah. So it, it works, guys. You can recast. Um, I always felt like Red Skull's story ended on a cliffhanger, and always wanted him to come back. But we know that the actor from the Winter Soul, uh, from the first Avenger, did not want to come back. Yeah. It sounds like he he hated having to wear all the stuff. Oh. <laughs> so we had the two shocking. Oh, yes, that's the two shocking moments at Vormir. God bless you, Wikipedia. Vormir, is Vormir. it? Wherever they went, wherever the Red Skull was. So we had the two shocking moments of Red Skull and Thanos killing Gamora. And we saw that he was willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish his mission. So what are yep. your thoughts on Red Skull and Thanos willing to kill Gamora? And the death mm-hmm. of Gamora. Well, like well, I did mention it just earlier that even though I haven't seen the first Avenger, I was like shocked to see Red <laughs> Skull. I was just like, it's the Captain America villain guy. Whoa! So that was a really good reveal because at first it was just who's that creepy figure, and it was awesome to see. Um, I'm not sure why he was on that planet. I don't. Well, because in in the first Avenger. He had, he's using technology that was left by the Norse gods, okay. like Odin and all that. So that makes sense. He has the Tesseract in right. the movie. So when Cap and him are fighting, he's holding the Tesseract, and then you see him like get teleported away. Okay, okay. But yes, then uh, Thanos actually killing Gamora. Uh, it really, I think... One argument that I have seen, I think I saw some headline, someone arguing that the movie has stunted emotional impact because (laughs) you know they're all going to come back. It doesn't mean anything. But to me, it seems like that, like showing that the villain is complex and he like that he actually cares about his daughter and uh, is willing to sacrifice anything to get to his goals. It makes me it makes me care. It makes me care about the emotional impact of the story because, you know, who cares if we know that later everyone's going to come back probably in the contents of this movie itself, just in this two and a half hours, I was made to care about it. So because of scenes like that. So it's a really important scene. So um, I also really liked the fight on Thanos' homeworld. With Iron Man, Spider-Man, yes. Doctor Strange, and the Guardians. Yes. And if Star-Lord was going to screw up everything. Which he did. They, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like they gave him some good motivation, too. Yeah, I mean, he had... I mean, he probably had the hardest time of anyone. Yes. I mean, yeah, he just learned that someone died. And they got me with Iron Man being stabbed. I remember yeah. sitting there thinking, you cowards. You are cowards for not recasting Iron Man. You cowards. Yeah. And yeah, but you know, I I re- yeah, I was fooled at least in just thinking that he was certainly dead at that point. But nope, no, <laughs> uh, he didn't even die at all. He didn't. Yeah. Oh, this wasn't. Why did he feel the need to have the arc reactor put back in him? Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't, didn't get that. I don't know. I guess he just has some reliance. And another th- question I've always wondered: if, you know how he t- gets to taking out Iron Man three? Yeah. Why didn't he get it taken out when he first came home? 
I don't know. I mean, I know. is it just like technology got better? Or? I just like seeing people punch each other on movies. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, anything else to add about that battle on Thanos' uh, destroyed homeworld? Uh, yeah, just another example of this movie having really great action sequences. Yes. I, it was really well done. And uh, there was also some pretty good Spider-Man uh, action on yeah. in there too. So that was that even was with a, those stupid arms. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It just didn't really feel like Spider-Man. I'm uh, I'm just I, I was I was happy it didn't like take away from him being Spider-Man. Yeah, if it, it felt like it served a purpose, like okay, he can kind of stick to a wall while. Yeah, I don't know. It must have had some. Their thought it must have been something to do with being in space. I don't know. I I, I honestly feel like it was an itch they had that they would love to do in Civil War. And if they had Spider Man from the beginning, they would have done it. But they're just like, well, let's make sure that yeah. we don't. Let's make sure that we're able to do everything we ever wanted to do. Yeah. I just hope that they don't do some different weird suit thing every single time because well. We'll talk about that for what's next, because yeah, I have a prediction and I have a fear. Okay. Well, let's move on. <laughs> yes. Done. So, we've talked about this a lot. The fight on Wakanda was really cool, and once again, it's cool to see Cap and Black Panther on the same side. Yep. And seeing Thanos killing Vision, uh, since we've had him since the first Iron Man movie uh, as Jarvis was really cool, it felt like, it almost felt like this is kind of, it felt the most like this... 10 year thing coming to an end a little bit like we lost a little something yeah he, he was one of the few characters that was in the movie that was there yeah. from the beginning no it definitely feels like th there is still going back there is still an impact to this movie because it definitely feels like we're starting a new era of mcu no matter what happens in the next yeah. one and what i also liked how thor it looked like thor was gonna be the one to defeat him and mm -hmm. else because of the motivation. Yeah. And, okay, here we go. The big the big one. Thanos snapped his fingers. And yep. we saw people disintegrate. And, okay. So, here, here, a little bit of backstory about what, why I love that Marvel do this. And a little bit of my mistake. My mistake. Yeah. So, I don't really read a lot of Marvel anymore. Although, I did buy a bunch of Marvel. Because now they have a new editor-in-chief. Yeah. Who will hopefully fix what the last guy screwed up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, by relying too much on the movies and shock value and just jokey yeah. and no character development. So, and, and they've been better, but, you know, whatever. I'm not, I don't usually buy Marvel that much anymore. But one thing I do love that they, they do is whenever there's a movie or big comic book event, or probably a TV show they'll do it for too, is they'll reprint the first issue of these classic storylines and sell them for a dollar. And the idea is you'll pick up for a dollar, you'll get into it, and you'll go buy the trade paperback. Yeah. So, for Infinity War, I got uh, a reprint for a dollar, the first issue of Infinity Gauntlet. Oh. So. I was really, I was really close to buying the uh, whole paperback yeah. on uh, Free Comic Book Day. Oh, it's it's called True Believers. That's what the thing is called. Oh, okay. True Believers. Like, okay. though, yeah, the series where they reprint stuff is called True Believers. I've gotten some Spider-Mans from there and X-Men from there. Uh, I got the first Venom in that. And, like, the one where he goes to the church clock tower to get the black suit off of him. Yeah. So, 
And then I made the mistake of flipping through it. <laughs> and in the first, at the beginning of the story, you see people vanish. And I was like, you know, I got a feeling that's going to happen in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I thought it was going to happen at the beginning. Oh, okay. I had, my guess was that when Thanos first comes to Earth, you'll, the characters will react to seeing a bunch of people just disappear. Oh, okay. So I thought that's what was going to happen, and then I forgot about it. Yeah. So then it happened. I was like, "Oh yeah, this. Oh, yeah, I thought this was gonna happen." Yeah. And, and but they just they don't disintegrate. That was just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that made it pr- more horrifying to me. And um, Spider-Man's death I thought was handled the best. And kind of the fact that I was just like, "No, no, we just got him back. We'll yeah, take him away." It's just like no, because that was the thing is that whole like. Think about how horrible that is to huge comic book fans. You, there was just like 10 minutes of just watching all of your favorite heroes from childhood just disintegrate into nothing. And I almost feel like they made sure to give Spider-Man the best death. Yeah, because, for sure. I mean... He's the he's the biggest he's, character. I mean, it's, it's a fact. He's the most well-known Marvel character. Yeah. For a lot of people, he's their favorite. Yeah. And I was... It's probably... I've seen like three deaths of Spider-Man. This one is easily the second best death. Yeah, it was really the good. The first one is from Ultimate Spider-Man. And the thing is, like, honestly, it was also it almost felt like a horror movie. Just these scenes where all of a sudden they go to a new place and you see all the characters and no one's disintegrated yet, and you're like, oh no, who's it gonna be? Yeah. And they're all just kind of looking at each other. I especially remember on Thanos on Titan on Thanos's planet. That's what it is. When they first cut to there, I was just like half of these people are going to go. I was just, <laughs> it was so horrifying. I was just like, who's going to die? So, um, Thanos won. Thanos he did. won. And maybe we'll talk about this. I, I wish they could have done the ending differently. Um, but I understand that they wanted to get across that the Avengers failed and they wanted you to feel something. And I felt that the disintegration scenes worked. So, anything yeah. else to add to those? Yeah, um... That's about it. It's it's kind of uh, interesting that a 50-50 shot happened and only one guardian of the galaxy remains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Rocket. Now I'm a little bit like, why can't Spider-Man remain? Yeah, fi- you know, coin flip. I guess so. I guess we, they, <gasps> we got the short end of the rope on that. Oh, I just thought of another thing. Okay, so did you want to say first, did you have anything about what you didn't like slash you thought could have been better? I think what we've talked about already probably kind of covers it. I was disappointed in that the Hulk kind of didn't feel like it got anywhere. There's yeah. no development there at all. It just felt oh, like it was. So you said the Hulk was not. What did you think of him in Ragnarok? It just amazing. So, <laughs> in Ragnarok, one thing that's kind of hard his his voice sounds weird. I don't. That's the thing. I like in the Avengers when he does like the growls, it's usually voiced by Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, and this time it was Mark, Mark Ruff- Ruffalo. I wish they would have gotten a voice actor to do it. Yeah, it just it just it feels it sounds like I a think, guy trying to do a deep voice. Well, they, the other thing is they clearly auto tuned it. Like they put on like auto tune or something and like lowered it. So sometimes it, it there's literally like auto tune failures in it, and it kind of is amazing to me that that made the cut. But that's just such a little nitpick, and it doesn't really affect my overall opinion of the movie at all because I thought it was incredible, Hulk. But yes. uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like disappointing. Spider Man was amazing. Yeah, Thor it, was mighty. Yes, Iron it, Man was <laughs> invincible, as we found out. Yep. Um. So yeah, it was a d- bit 
compared to Thor Ragnarok, it was disappointing seeing the Hulk kind of just not show yeah. up. Literally not show up. I know. Um, and they teased us, too. Like, come yeah. on, Hulk, come on. I'm just like, no. I'm just like, it's almost like Green Lantern and Justice League. It was mean. It was bullying. Yeah. It was just like, oh, no. Yeah. And the other thing is, at, at first, coming out of it, I did think, like, that felt like, complete that felt incomplete it felt like i got half a movie and they did nothing to like but i completely disagree with that now because it's like that's the whole point yeah like it's supposed to just leave you with this sense of dread of like it just pure disappointment on purpose like purposeful disappointment so now i think it's genius even though at one point it was a negative i don't think that anymore uh but yeah so for this movie i felt like they were cramming way too much into it and I thought it was a mistake to try to balance all the characters equally. And I think that the movie might have been better if they focused on Thanos, Iron Man, and Cap. And everyone else was just around them. And I wish the Guardians had, had smaller roles in an Avengers movie. So, That's what, true. What, did you have anything about... Did you feel like it was a little crammed or they were trying to balance stuff? Well, maybe they should have focused on some things a little more. Surprisingly, I don't really... I didn't bother me too much. I mean, there are parts where I could see, like, huh. Like, at first, I was having a really good time, like, watching the, like, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, uh, like, scene. Like, that first, one of the first segments where you're really getting into yeah. the story. And then it cuts away from Iron Man, and you don't see him again for a long time. Yeah. Like, it doesn't go back to that for a long time. And at first, that is where I was like, when are we... I was almost starting to forget what happened. Yeah. Like, it, ha- it because they were going to so many different places, but... Overall, it I'm kind of surprised that it actually didn't feel like too much. Like it's it was very hard, but it wasn't that bad to me. And I guess it kind of goes to it is named Avengers <laughs> Infinity War, so you would think that more Avengers would have screen time. Uh thinking of it as a Thanos movie, it, it's not as much of a bother if there's non-Avengers in it, but so it wasn't as big of a problem to me. All right. That's all I'll say. Um, there were a few moments in this movie that I felt were a little dragged out because we'll have another Avengers movie next year and it can feel like a part one, part two. Yeah. So basically we'll have, I'm assuming, five hours. And yeah, then. they couldn't. <laughs> it, it kind of felt like, well, you can't have a five-hour movie, yeah. so we have to... <laughs> so um, I'm going to see it again tomorrow, so maybe I'll Ooh. change my mind after I watch it again. Yeah. And... You know, I still wish that we had less time on Star Lord and Drax or Thor trying to get his new weapon. Yeah, that's true. That did take up a lot, even though I did think it was pretty cool. But it it that was a, a it felt like kind of a derail. Although they did have to, sh- I guess they did have to show him finally getting a new weapon. Yeah, it was important to the overall story, but it did take up some time in this one. So yeah. So this last one, I could easily be talk. I could easily talk myself out of. Mm-hmm. So I-, I almost wish they kept the original title of Part One, so that we knew that we weren't going to get like a full movie. I mean, it is. It's kind of fun, but it's- it ends on such a big it- cliffhanger. In a way, it's funny. In a way, it is a full movie. It's just a movie with the unexpected ending of the heroes yeah. losing. And it's disappointing, but it it actually is a full movie. Yeah. It just doesn't necessarily feel like it. Do you think it was better to not have it be part called part one? I think that's kind of tacky. I mean, I get it. 
I think maybe overall audiences might react better seeing that it's part one. I, I, almost, I don't know, but I, yeah. to me it's just like it's too much title. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So um, here, here's something, you know, sometimes people will talk about like they wish this could have been done with Snoke or yeah. other other stuff like that. And there is, you know, sometimes you have to uh, remove yourself from the movie you make up in your head. Yeah. So, after I watch, I'm just like, if I were making Avengers Infinity War, this is the ending I would have made. Yeah. So, I just thought we'd just share it. <laughs> oh, just like what we he, wanted? Here's what I, here's yeah. what I okay. would have done. What, what did you want? So, I wish that we... Would have had it where Thanos had been defeated and the Avengers go their separate ways. Then a follower of Thanos would have used the Infinity Gym to bring him back. You know how he Thanos used to bring back Vision. Yeah. And then we see Thanos snap his fingers. And then we cut to like Steve watches Bucky disintegrate. Peter watches Aunt May disintegrate. T'Challa watches Shuri disintegrate. So they're in their own yeah. zone. They're in their Tony own Tony watches stars. Pepper yeah. disintegrate. And I felt like it still have gotten that they failed, and that there's, a, if you see the supporting characters, you know, die, there is a chance that they don't come back. Right. So, and then we still could have had more Spider-Man, Black Panther, yeah, and a bigger role in Avengers Four. So, you know, sometimes you just think about stuff. So, did you have any just like, well, sometimes I think to myself what I would have done, and mm. we're not saying like. This this could make the movie. It's just like you know we're fans, so sometimes it's fun to just like make up your own idea. I honestly, like as time has gone on, I'm liking the ending that we actually got more and more, and I actually think it's one of the things that makes it such a good movie to me. So I really don't want to say I have too much. Uh, I think that there are a lot of characters that could have been the emotional impact could have been raised a little more on their deaths. Like Black Panther just, there was like nothing, like he's just gone. Yeah. And Falcon, he's just gone. Like, uh, so there were some characters where theirs could have been a little more, a bit more special of a death, but I don't know. I, I do like how it ends with the original Avengers. Yes, that's true. And well, we'll get into what happens later. So did you have anything other other points to add, or we'll go to what's next. Uh, let's just go right on to the what's next. I think I, right. I worked most into there. So next up is Ant Man and the Wasp. Yep. Next movie in the MCU, and if I had to take a guess, I got two guesses. All right. One is like a cool little thing. That was heartbreaking. Okay. I have one. One guess is that in a post credit scene. Oh crap! We we skipped over a point I had. Really. Um. Yeah, post credit scene, we see Nick Fury. And oh, he disintegrates, yeah. and you see that he was trying to call Captain Marvel. Yeah, I um, I've, I at first I, in the movie I didn't quite catch what it, what was on that little pager thing, but later I found out, and I was like, that's that makes me really excited for the Captain <laughs> Marvel movie. That's to think that 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 almost certainly means that she'll probably be in part two. Then I so. think it's a guarantee. Yeah, so that makes. Wait, so what? what's coming out first? The Captain Marvel solo movie or uh, Infinity War Part 2? I, I think I Infinity War Part... I think it goes Captain Marvel, 
Infinity War, and then Spider-Man next year. Okay, so yeah, I was kind of trying to think of, does the solo movie build to Infinity War Part 2? Well, it or takes does... place in the 90s. Oh, I forgot about that. I, I had heard that, and I forgot about that. So it's it's uh, that, that does make it interesting, though. But I think it's going to be really cool to see how Captain Marvel kind of help save the day in this next part because it like i said i do think it seems like a guarantee i actually that alone i i recently just uh i i got um the first volume of captain marvel from the library because i was just like i'm i'm suddenly curious about this character (laughs) so i think that's really cool i don't know so uh, i really liked how we had nick fury it would have felt a little incomplete not to have him there yeah so, I was happy about that. So, what's next? So, back to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep. Well, by the way, which Captain Marvel did you get? Like, the original? Or... It, it just said an, volume A one. newer one. It, it must... the From the art, it's probably so, a newer I, one. I recently read... Because, you know, I like... I read my comics in order. Yeah. So, I'm... I'm, in, I'm, re- I'm reading the Ultimate Universe. And kind of like... Spoiler alert. In the Ultimate Universe, after... Um, they introduce Miles Morales and stuff like that. You should be reading the regular Marvel Universe so that they sync up. Cause then, okay, okay, for future reference, guys. Yeah. So I, I was reading Captain Marvel. Well, the one I read had Captain America, it, uh, fighting alongside her, and then later Spider Man is hanging out with her at Avengers Man. That was was that the one you did, or uh, I haven't it's started from reading. Twenty ten. I was gonna say I th- I'm pretty sure it's from the twenty tens at some point. Okay. So it's got to be that. It just said Captain Marvel Volume One. The cover is like yellow in the background, and she's like putting on a glove or something. I don't know. I know but... what. I don't think that was the one. Oh, okay, I'm Here's not sure. Marvel, Marvel does so many issue ones. Yeah, and it's sad and stupid. It's you know, it's cuz they're having the lowest sales in 15 it makes years. It extra, no one is buying them. <laughs> it makes it extra so hard. It's to a start. it's a little bit of a tricky way to make like, here guys, here's volume 1 even though if you read it, you will be lost if you yeah. issue 1. So, oh by the way, I remember you asked like what was a good starting point to again to stuff for like Batman. Batman, Black Panther. Here's a quick little advice for anyone, okay? If there's like a certain thing you're curious about, Always start of where the writer st- took over. That's where oh, okay. that's where you so, should start. So when there's a new writer, whenever there's like a like if you, um, I'm trying, like if you are interested in, uh, let's for example, um, Jeff Loeb Spider-Man or something. Okay. Um, start when Jeff Loeb started writing that Spider-Man regularly. That makes sense. That's actually good because I'm I'm really looking to start a lot of There's series at this point. There's a bunch of issue ones. Yeah. From Marvel, and most of them suck. <laughs> <laughs> but you, if you just go in, and you pro- you will get lost. <laughs> so yeah. Whenever start, if there's something you're interested in, start at when that writer started. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, in June, there's going to be a Justice League issue one. You I seen did. That? I don't know if that's a new writer, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's. I think they're switching up all their writers now. Okay, I was curious about getting that one. Hopefully, that, that turns out to be good. But we're talking about Marvel, yes. so <laughs> well, you you uttered the two horrible letters. I'm sorry, everyone. Keep listening. <laughs> so, Ant Man and the Wasp. Here's my two guesses for post credit scene, because Ant Man is more comedic one. So I don't think they're gonna want to like break your heart. That's true. 
Well, here's my here's my two guesses for post credits. One is it will end with Ant Man seeing Thanos's ship. Yeah, sort of like window. Ragnarok. Yeah. The other is it will end with him disintegrating in front of his daughter. That's his ten year old daughter. That's a bit tough to imagine in Ant Man, but you know it may be. But it explains why he wouldn't be there in the next one. Uh, in Avengers Four. Is he not in it? I mean, maybe. He'll... I mean, everyone like Tom Holland's announced. Yeah, that's yeah. I, mean, I like don't know. we know they'll all be in there, but will he be there for all mm-hmm. of it? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, there's also like sort of a a general movie theory that if there's a significant death, it won't happen off screen. So in a lot of ways, you can assume that a lot of the major characters that they didn't show dying are alive. But if they give it its own scene, that might not count. So I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Last again, is Venom part of the MCU, and will Spider-Man show up? I'm going to uh, say it considers itself part of the MCU, and he won't show up. Just in Venom, you're saying? In uh, the Venom movie that comes out in October. I'm starting. I'm more and more thinking he's not going to show up uh, as time goes on. I wish so. he. I wish he would. Yeah. Um. Yep. Darn. And do you think Captain Marvel could have a post-credit scene where she gets Fury's message? I think that if if I think that's an example of uh, the director, if they hear that, is going to go, dang, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> I don't know if it's already filmed, but that's a good idea. <laughs> I think it should be. I'm not it sure. It work. But... All right, so here we go with some guesses, some speculation about Avengers 4. All right. Boy, did I write a lot. <laughs> okay. So, and also I have kind of my thoughts on what I think should happen with the future of Spider-Man. Yeah. Because I said Infinity War was my last chance. Yeah. But what does that exactly mean now? Because was not expecting this. Do do we want to uh, make the part two what we're thinking of? I mean, how long are we at? This right is now? at two hours right now. Maybe we probably should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Normally we say to keep falling down that rabbit hole, but should we just end with to be continued? To be continued. Uh, but what we'll explain. Tune into the next episode. Two, hear what we're thinking is going to happen in the next, in part two in Avengers 4. So, keep 